You know it's delicious candy corn. Wrong. Welcome <laughs> to the underappreciated mo- movie movie Me- podcast. Movie. Where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. John. I'm Tony. Each of us has picked a specific movie genres. Mine's horror thriller. Mine's science fiction fantasy. Also, I love how as soon as it's Tony's turn to speak, he puts his hands on his face and in front of his mouth. <laughs> I'm just tired. Much I had a busy day. Drama. Did you? Yeah. Drama. <laughs> Tony is on vacation this week. Yeah, but I had to come straight from work. Then why don't we go play golf today? I didn't know you were off. Because you don't like golf. And you don't like golf. I like hanging out. Oh. Well, well that's true. Are you off tomorrow? No. Oh, we'll take off. <laughs> <laughs> You're sick, though. I'm off on Friday. I was going to see if you were off on Friday. I'm actually covering for somebody tomorrow. No, I close on sick. Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you caught what he had. So, <laughs> sure. What she had. So sure, Audra and Ben are loving this conversation about our real life. <laughs> anyway. You can't have any candy corn, Chael. Friday. I'm busy. Carly's Thursday, off. Friday, Saturday. Tom and I are not going to golf together without either of you. you can, <laughs> it could be John and Carly's day of no, fun. John wants to hang out with Tommy. <laughs> I mean, I'll go play with Carly. Just the two of us. It'll be fun. Um, we've known each other all this time. We've spent a grand total of zero days, just the two of us. We will. That's true. Be but. in the distance watching this. <laughs> just for the entertainment value. This, this would be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Why are they in separate cards? I feel like <laughs> I feel like they'd go the whole time without saying more than three sentences, <laughs> and yet Carly would be laughing the whole time. Yeah. No, that's not true. I, I know exactly how to break the ice. Mm. We would talk about the two of you. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how you break the ice. Is there ice? Yeah. Between you and Carly, there's ice? Well, we, we don't really hang out Is the there two like of us. a whole glacier? No, it would be weird just the two of us because me and Carly don't hang out. Yeah, but you could. I mean, we could. Hey, what are you doing this weekend? I might be playing golf with both of y'all. Oh, well, there we go. <laughs> hey. How about we just wait till Saturday and Elaine joins us? <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I'm, I'm down for that. Perfect. Hey, what are we doing? Uh, podcast. Oh. About? Your, your Thanksgiving-ish pick. All right, so there... This week on the podcast is my pick, 1991's Dutch. Mm-hmm. It's about a, a man who goes to get his girlfriend's son from a prep school right around Thanksgiving. That's the only thing this movie really has to do with Thanksgiving is it takes place around Thanksgiving. No, wait till you see mine. <laughs> at the end. Is it the new movie it with is the murders? No, is it that new Thanksgiving? No, that's not out. And there's a Christmas one coming too. Mm. Uh, fuck, it has a stupid name. I can't remember. Mary Kilmas? No, it's something like that though. This movie was written by... Killer Kringle? Stop it. No. This movie was written by John Hughes. St. Nickel Claus? No. You mean 16 Candles, John Hughes? Yes, 16 yeah, Candles, Yeah, I saw John that. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. He also wrote... 16 um, Candles. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, Weird <laughs> Science, Breakfast Club, Uncle Buck. I love Uncle Buck. He's John Hughes, man. I mean, he's a big deal. There's something really <laughs> special about... The birthday pancake scene in Uncle Buck, where he makes the pancakes with the snow shovel. I could say, "Wait, do you see the toast? I couldn't get it through the door." <laughs> it's just like something that would have been so special as a kid. And uh, this movie was directed by mm-hmm. Peter Feynman. Welcome back to the podcast from Crocodile Dundee. Yeah, I saw that. That was weird. <laughs> what, what's weird about that? 
I mean, these are very tonally different movies, I guess, but I don't know. It just seems like the guy who did anybody involved in Crocodile Dundee feel like they well, can't be involved in anything that isn't Crocodile Dundee. He went from Dundee. Crocodile Dundee to this, because he did Dundee in 86, and then this was 91. Oh, that's right. It's called It's a Wonderful Knife. Ah. It's for Thanksgiving? No, no for it's a Christmas, Christmas movie. I want to do it, but it, I don't think it's going to be out in time. Mm. Please don't make me go pay money no. to see in a theater to see some really crappy no. holiday murder m- movie no. that I'm going to be too afraid of anyways, lot, it, even though it's dumb. It looks a lot like Happy Death Day. Starring Ed O'Neill, who we all know and love from Married with Children and Modern, Modern Family. Family. and Little Giants. Little Giants. I was going to say Adventures the Ford Family. <laughs> I don't love him in that. Because it's booty time. Across I do love him in Little Giants, though. Quality Rick little, Moranis. Little Him and Rick Moranis are brothers. And he's like this big foot. He's pretty much Al Bundy if he was a successful happy person. Okay. But he was like this big football <laughs> hero. And now he's like the peewee football coach. And it's this big thing. And his brother it's on starts Disney a second team of misfits. <laughs> and then they have to fight. Uh, and then... Okay. And their te- Ed O'Neill's team is the Cowboys, so when Rick Moranis has a team, they're the Giants. They're the little Giants. Okay, I got it. It's so, a whole thing. It's it's a very fun family film. Also starring uh, Ethan Embry. Did we do High Fidelity? Not High Fidelity. Um, no. Ghost Point Blank? Empire Records. Empire we did Records. not. It, I man, did we not sh- know that was him, though. No, yeah. I was he like... a little kid does not look like him as an adult. I was like, <laughs> who is this shit kid? He's so familiar. And then I was like, Wasn't oh my him, God. Um, he was in a bunch of Wasn't stuff. Wasn't he in Final Destination? Ooh. Maybe. Uh, I think so. I don't know. To the IMDb. Anyways. But he's been in a bunch of things. Uh, I immediately recognized him from nothing. and I had to look him up and go, oh, that's the guy from Can't Empire Records. He was he in loves that thing you Grace do. Grace and Frankie or whatever. He loves Rex Manning Oh, Day. yeah, he is in Grace and Frankie. He's been in a bunch of TV shows as one-offs. He was in Harold and Kumar at White Castle. He was in Sweet Home Alabama, and a bunch of other shit. Um, also, Joe Beth Williams, who played Natalie, the mother, was in all kinds of shit. Yeah, she was in Poltergeist, which is mm-hmm. where I know oh, her yeah. from, and Kramer versus Kramer, and that's pretty much. Wasn't she a welcome back to the podcast from something? Oh, oh. I don't know. Hmm. I didn't look. No, Ethan Embry was Embry was in Disturbing Behavior, mm. which I've heard is not bad. I've never seen it though. I have. Is it good? Um, I might not be the person to ask. That's I remember true. it. <laughs> it has not. to do with um, faculty. Some faculty members are brainwashing kids or something. That's what I vaguely remember. Isn't it like truth or dare or something. Weird? I, like I don't that? know. Mm-hmm. I think it's about brainwashing, but I don't really remember it very well. But we also have it's probably fine. Christopher McDonald, who we all know and love <clears throat> from Happy Gilmore. He is Shooter McGavin. Mm-hmm. As soon as I saw him, I was like, oh my God, it's Shooter McGavin. He was also Which in... is also what I said. <laughs> was he Thelma or Louise's husband? I don't know. I've never I seen Thelma I want to say he was uh, Thelma's. I have seen it, but I don't remember either of their husbands. The, one... the movie's not about Gina them. Davis. <laughs> the young Brad Pitt. Oh, I remember him. And I remember Thelma. Did. And I remember oh, Louise. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff. He's Shooter McGavin. And when you ever see me, go, Shooter McGavin! And no one else I really want to talk about right now. Maybe as the podcast progresses, we will talk more about it. There's not a lot of characters in this movie. No. It's, for the majority of it. Yeah. It's kind of like over the top that way. It's a, it's a long and you see ride some between two people. People kind of in the 
distance, but it's not. Yeah. It's like a chick at the diner and stuff like that, but. And we're like, one of the hookers is um, Dottie from Pee Wee Hunter's yeah. Big Adventure. <laughs> yes. I think she was in something else that we did, but I can't remember. Streets of Fire. Oh, that's right. How could I possibly forget? I don't know. You've forgotten that. It's the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> I don't know about Or it's that. not, because it sucks. But, you know. So, this movie had a budget of $17 million, and it grossed worldwide $4.6 million. Come in. <laughs> wow. And it was funny. Is like a train? It, I, I did it like did, which is weird because there aren't tracks anywhere near here. <laughs> it was a flop. Yeah, huge flop. Oh, I thought, I remember it kind of being a thing. So, um, what's funny about this is I read in the trivia. Mm-hmm. During the making of this movie, John Hughes called Ed O'Neill all the time. Like, they would hang out and stuff. Then the movie flopped and they never talked again. Mm-hmm. Like, John Hughes didn't talk to Ed O'Neill. Well, Ed O'Neill doesn't fuck around, as they say. Everything I've seen him in. He, he's he's a serious dude. He's, he's a cool dude, but he's he don't fuck around and he don't take shit. He's also a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt, so yeah. he'll kill you mm-hmm. with your own clothes. Mm-hmm. Pajama wrestling for the win. Mm-hmm. And I forgot to look up the Rotten Tomatoes score, so we're doing that right now. Vamp a little bit. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like Ed O'Neill in Modern Family. I like yeah, him much. my favorite Ed O'Neill. Okay. <laughs> Uh, this had a 17% on the tomatoes that are rotten. Wow. Crit- crit- critic score. With a 63% audience score. Yeah. I tell you, I love that disparity. So, so what do you think going in late? Um, I thought, oh man, I haven't seen this in forever. I remember really liking this. Because this is a, one of those movies that is extremely difficult to find. Right. For years, I wanted to do this, probably since we started the podcast. It's not and on you can't d- find it anywhere. It's not on DVD. And it was on HBO Max, and I was like, oh my God. I turned into Janice from Friends. Mm-hmm. Joey mm-hmm. and Janice's day of fun. No, that's me and Carly. We're going to have fun. Uh, what do you think, Carly? <laughs> I had never heard of this movie before you Shocking. started talking about it on the podcast. Shocking. I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> Tony. I had seen this a long time ago. It was uh one of the, I think one of those HBO movies or something. I feel like so it was You Vic and Alice Cooper went and saw it? No. I feel like in November <laughs> around Thanksgiving this would be something that would come up on you would see it on HBO or it would come on like TNT heavily edited of course. And it's also being a John Hughes movie, you think yeah. you would definitely hear about it more because it's the flop. His stuff is but the thing. I also think it suffers. I'm to out what about this movie made it so hard to see? Like you expect there'd be like a whole lot of uses of yeah language that you just can't say anymore or anything. But, but nothing, no, there's nothing in it that's like, other than I mean, mild kidnapping. Well, but well, I mean that's just silly antics. It's mm-hmm. not well, like he hurts them or anything, really. I would say that maybe the only reason this movie suffers is it came out in 1991. Because it feels very 80s. Like, well, yeah, this would have been de- developed and everything in the yes, 80s. Yes, this feels yeah. very 80s. But I, and I was surprised because I was looking at it. And I'm like, what year did this come out? 86, 87? No, 91. Feels like it came out late. Yeah, it definitely feels like it. So maybe it just didn't do good because the, the set, like, things the had already vibe. spread. Well, things had already been changing mm-hmm. in, like, it, the, the zeitgeist. It's got the 80s feel, but this is, we're in the 90s. Yeah. Otherwise known as the Naughties. Hmm? No? Okay. <laughs> well, anyway. The Noughts. The Noughts. Which well, is different than the Oughts. Well, let's get right to it, shall we? I guess. 
So we, uh, we open up to some nice music and uh, we see some intro cards. Nothing special there. We're at a party with some highfalutin crowd. Why did she go to this party? Because she was invited. And by she, we mean Natalie, the mother. And she seemed to have a bit of a chip on her shoulder because when asked about her position, she described herself as a former barmaid who got knocked up by one of the, you know, the upper class people. And now then she was used, abused, divorced, and screwed over in court. Like, screwed over in court. What year did this come out? Well, they were being kind of bitchy to her first because mm-hmm. they were like, oh, I don't remember. I'm surprised that you would come in your situation. And then they're like, oh, I didn't see you last year and she's like well I wasn't invited last year yeah. but I don't know why she would go this year even if she was invited I feel like this was Dutch's idea to be like let's go fuck with them <laughs> I don't know because she doesn't seem to want to be there no. no and she doesn't seem to like any of the people like even though these were probably her friends when she was married to um Reed Shooter Shooter McGavin <laughs> Shooter yeah we'll go with that His name is Shooter McGavin if I thought about it I made him Shooter in my notes same shooter McGavin. He's Which, not in much someone. But yeah. like obviously these were her friends and then they instantly shunned her in the divorce well, because you, she is the you know cast off. The cast off because Reed is the one and that has she the money. She's poor. Yeah. And she's not she worth their poor. time. Well, I mean before she met him. She's not one of these highfalutin crowd. I feel like maybe if it had been one of those divorces where she, you know, Ivana Trumped, I got everything. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised then, because if she would honestly, even in 1991, if she came from nothing, he's from a lot of money. She's walking away with quite a bit. Yeah, but if he like screwed a big her giant over in court, house. Well, if he screwed her over in court, how? We don't know how. We don't mm-hmm. know the details. But there's been a lot of times that someone who's, you know, has no social standing gets screwed over by someone who's rich and very powerful. The only thing that would make sense was he says, "I gave you a house." And a monthly stipend. Well, Can I finish mine before you cut me off? Mm-hmm. So, he gives her all these things to settle out of court. Which is why she would see that as being screwed over. Because now, she has no legal anything. It's all in his goodwill. Of course. But it seems like he didn't even give her the house. Because at the end, he kicks her out of the house. Mm-hmm. Which was why she should have went to court instead of settling out of court. I don't know. And it can also be one of those things you see all the time where somebody thinks that what they're getting is a good deal. But when they, mm-hmm. when they live in it, they're like... This is actually enough money. You know what I mean? Yeah, because she didn't have very good lawyers. Some people and he probably had some like fleshy lawyers. Not have people had win a million dollars. I mean, people win a million dollars in the lottery and they quit their job. It's like, I mean, what kind of life are we talking if about? If she hadn't been working, she might not have had any money to pay for a lawyer at all. And if she had tried to use any of the lawyers that she knew personally, they're all shunning her on Reed's behalf. She might not have been able to have a lawyer. Oh, I assure you, there's some lawyer somewhere that'd be more than happy to get. Um, some of Reed's money. Yeah, but in the real world. But this isn't the out. real world. This isn't the real world. Also, yeah, they need to Do you know how it. I know? Because he, because uh, Dutch ties a small child um, to a hockey no, no, stick and we'll carries him out of a school. We'll get to so that. So this is not the real world. We're going to get to that. But let's finish up here. Anyway, so Natalie's talking about her new bow. And they're like, oh, well, make sure you point him out. And she's like, oh, you'll see him coming. I guarantee it. And we cut to Ed O'Neill, who's Dutch, outside in a horrible shirt and jacket. And, the, and yeah, this is the kind of outfit that says that I'm a dick and don't really want to be here. And I understand you're the highfalutin crowd and go stick it up your ass. Anyway, go home and burn that shirt and jacket. But why did he go then? Because he wants to stick it to the man. But why? Because that's what people do. And because he's probably heard a bunch of terrible stories I about mean, shooters. Mm-hmm. He's also, he's like, Fuck these people. what, so he owns a construction company, so mm-hmm. he probably, ha- and he seems quite... He's probably a millionaire. 
Yeah, so maybe he's, he's thinking of Chicago, joining this club, maybe? Working, I don't know. I can't see any reason why they would go to this party. He's I probably worth millions. Know. I don't know if he's liquid millions, but no. he's probably worth millions. The only reason that I can think of for them to have come is because this is the crowd of people whose kids go to the school with maybe. her kid. Hmm. So, like, maybe because her relationship with her son has not been great, maybe it's like a... Hmm. Try to get back in here, and then maybe my kid maybe. won't hate me so much. I don't know. Could be. But it seems like most of her motivation in this movie, even though she's not really in this movie very much, is for the kid. Yeah. Well, with Dutch is outside. He's having himself a cigar, which is kind of weird because there should be a bunch of people outside smoking. Yeah. It's a high loop party in the late 80s, it's, it's early 90s. The, all these dudes smoke. Yeah, you, I actually would have expected them to be in a smoking room. Smoking room. Smoking yeah. room. yeah. <laughs> I ex- Some like a cigar room. It yeah. feels right. like they would all be outside smoking and be making fun of his cheap cigar. Which as opposed to their Cuban. He might have a really expensive cigar. Because it's cold. They're anyway. probably in a room in this club. Yeah. That's but anyway, so he's, he gets locked outside and he has to run around to get back in and he gets attacked by some little dogs. This scene is supposed to be funny, but it, it it falls flat. It's not funny. I feel um, like they didn't give it the good dialogue to make it funny. Like, his interaction with the guys who let him in is... there. There's not really any jokes here. Yeah, the, the guys who let him in offer him some caviar, and he takes the cracker, flicks off the caviar, and says, I don't need anything that came out of a, a fish a in fish. the ocean. Yeah. It's like, okay, then why did you pick it up? How yeah, about you should have just said, no, no thanks. Because now he looks like a dick. All right, so Natalie runs into her ex, Reed, who we're going to call Shooter. Sure. Mm-hmm. And he says, hey, what are you doing here? I thought I thought you were going to go get our son. And he's like, oh, no, I got called away on an important meeting in London. Well, have you told him? No, I want you to do that. Mm. You can't call your son and tell him you're not coming to see no, him? No, obviously Shooter McGavin is a shitty person. He played, I feel bad for the, the actor. Because people probably shit on him all the time. I don't know. I, I, I just watched the interview with him like not too long ago. I don't know. I think people... Because he always plays the asshole. they say they love him, though. Yeah. Because, I guess they get it. Because they were talking about... It's, it's some anniversary of fucking Happy mm-hmm. Gilmore. And Adam Sandler came and did the did the, the putt or whatever, whatever you call mm-hmm. it. The strike. Oh, I yeah. saw that. And he did it again. And it was all a big thing. And then Shooter came on and did a, did one, too. And he said, da-da-da. And they were talking that they might do a Happy Gilmore, too. Where, like, they have to play against all these new kids or something and it might be funny but they were talking about it and they said something about that they were like you know you always play assholes like that Walter Peck guy from Ghostbusters yeah and Dickless. and he was like uh, yeah man but they all they all gets me free drinks at clubs and at the golf clubs and everyone loves me and stuff like that so I guess they get in this specific yeah. places you know yeah. but Walter Peck no he had to he almost had to quit acting because people were going to beating his ass and calling him an asshole and all that stuff and all that but He's supposed to be in the new Ghostbusters movie. Huh. Well, so that'll be cool. Shooter but the McGavin. Kid who played Joffrey quit acting yeah, he quit. because they gave him yeah. so much shit. Well, but it's different. I mean, he's a child too. Yeah. Yeah, he probably didn't take it very Same well. Same with uh, Cersei. She, people called her bitch to her face in restaurants and stuff. Well, and she's like, it's that just a kid, show. That kid that played young Anakin, he fucking yeah, had, he to go into, he had to go into yeah, seclusion. Jake Lloyd. And mm-hmm. even, yeah. And like he, like, lost his shit. One, yeah. And even, what's his name that played grown-up Anakin? He had to stop acting for a long Hayden time. Christensen, yeah, he's back now. Yeah, he's, Every he, people everyone loves him, him now. So. I'm like, well, wait a minute, weren't these the same people? He's doing yeah. the same exact did, character. Did they finally <laughs> see that really awesome movie he was in? 
That heist movie that Life I Life is a house? No. Oh. <laughs> Jumper? No, that heist. Takers. 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 Um, meanwhile, Shooter McGavin has 220 oh, acting credits. So he's, he's all right. He's doing he's, fine. He's doing fine. <laughs> so, Carly said he's doing fine. <laughs> he's also all a good-looking right. man. So anyway, um, so Shooter's like, hey, can you excuse us? Because Dutch is there and says you're going to call the husband, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. So as he's walking away, Dutch grabs him and he goes... Hey, I didn't hear what you said, but if you hurt her, I will hit you so hard your fucking dog will bleed. <laughs> Which is a really good line. I always think this is weird. You want to share that with the rest of the class? That Dutch is, like, he threatens Reed, okay? Mm-hmm. It's fine. And in the end, he does, in fact, yeah, don't tell anybody. do something to Reed. But the whole time, this kid is kicking his ass. Because he won't do it. He won't beat up the mm. little kid. Yeah, because he can't beat up a little kid. <laughs> but it's just... Well, no, I mean, but... Do you, do you think that when he overpowered him and tied him to a hockey stick, he wasn't able to? Yeah. <laughs> no. The point is, he doesn't seem... It's weird because here he seems so tough. And, like... But this kid... Like, this kid knocks him out, like, <clears throat> four times. It's called slapstick comedy. It's just right. weird. It's just weird. So Dutch and Natalie are outside talking about her making it on her own. Oh, he was in... Shooter McGammon was in 61. Oh, good. He was one yeah, of the... Yeah, he was. He was one of the commentators. Yeah. Hmm. Welcome back to the podcast, my man. <laughs> um, but she, he's like, hey, you can make it on your own. You don't need your ex-husband's money and his house and everything. And she's like, well, yeah, about He was in that. the faculty, too. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He was. So we cut to Doyle, who's cleaning his computer very thoroughly. And this is a 1980s computer, so this is probably worth like the size of a Mercedes. Big big candy. (laughs) Commodore 64. Yeah. And his mother calls, and he's a real douche nozzle to his classmate. Best of the best three. We won't talk about that one. And then an even bigger douche nozzle to his mother, who tells him that she wants him to come home, and he's like, no, I'm going with Dad. And then, I know they're setting this kid up for a character arc, but he's really shitted to his mother so far. I want him penciled in for a visit from the Angel of Death. Maybe <laughs> spend some time in Ethan Hawke's basement. And he was Mike. Or maybe have the men. steam sucked out of him by that chick with the hat. I would watch all that. <laughs> he's just a shit kid. Yeah. So, anywho. He's the shittiest shit kid but we've seen it, in a long but is time. It his, is it his fault or is he a product of the environment? Um, yeah, it's his fault. Uh, you don't have to be an asshole. Yeah, well, kind of. But look at his dad. <laughs> Apparently, he really idolizes his dad. Yeah, he really point. idolizes his dad, and his dad is a piece of shit. Don't make excuses for a shitty and kid. Maybe, and maybe under Dutch, he'll grow a little bit. Anywho, Natalie Shooter tells... Shooter McGavin was also in Greece too. We don't talk about that one at all. Yeah, but that one's the one that has Can... the good bowling. <laughs> good bowling? Yeah, let's bowl, let's, let's bowl, bowl, let's rock bowl, and roll. Let's I rock mentally and roll. blocked that movie, so I don't know. No, my bowling. favorite song in that movie is Reproduction. Or, let's do it for our country. Is Shooter McGavin the one that was doing it for his country? No. He was Goose. What? That's his character name in oh. Grish 2. Anywho. So, uh, Natalie tells Doyle to come home. I want to pick Grish 2. But he blames her for not being able to make the marriage work like it's all his fault. And she's like, um, there's more to that. And he hangs up. He's A lot of kids, when their parents get divorced, blame one parent or the other. And it seems, and if he idolizes his dad, he has to think that it's his mom's fault. And now he's, you got to think he probably takes a lot of shit for being someone with divorced parents at that time. It wasn't as common, especially not when you were rich. My parents were divorced, huh? Well, you're 90, 91. Yeah, my, kid, my parents were long divorced. 
My parents <laughs> were soon to be divorced, but it still wasn't that common. Carlos was like, my parents are still married. Still married. <laughs> <laughs> 25 percent it's been a very long time <laughs> all right anyway so he hangs up the phone and we it's see better it. for our marriage if everybody else gets divorced that's true and we see a kid throw a paper airplane at him and they start giving you're shit. the one that's gonna work <laughs> we're narrowing the odds yeah we're over 20 we're in the marriage hall of fame already you rookies at the table better get it together i mean we've been together 10 years so. yeah but you only been married for like a year and a half marriage, yeah but marriage is a piece of paper but tony's <laughs> already better than carly because it's her Damn! Wow. Why are there four of us at the table and there's five marriages? Uh-oh. Oh, that's me. Someone's what hogging else? all the marriages. I'm it's really sorry. only three marriages because no. our marriage is the same. So it's theirs. It's not a different marriage. <laughs> yeah, there's only three. I just want to point. There's an odd. No, okay. There's many an odd thing. All right. So in his room, Fucknuts is about to cut up a picture of his mother, but he doesn't. So we cut to Dutch. Who? Yeah, that's a weird reaction. Yeah, that, that's. I mean. That's what you do when you that's, break up with the guy. That's not what you do when your parents get divorced. That's not, cool. That's not a I hate my mom activity. That's weird. <laughs> that's what you do before you burn his stuff in a cleansing ritual. So Dutch is making I never chicken. Cut anybody yet. Except for when I was trying to make There's like a collage. Yeah. <laughs> they're doing they're doing Have you ever cut anybody out of a picture because you didn't like them? Yeah. I've so cut. what's funny is I had a picture, sorry. I had a picture at work where there was four of us. So then I cut one of them out. And then I cut someone else out. And then it was just me and this other person. I didn't really like her, so I cut her out, too. It's just a you picture. Who is the poor people at work? I can't talk about it right I'm now. so intrigued. We'll talk about it later. Anyway. Okay. I'll I'll have pictures of like me and like four people and then just cut certain people out like that. Yeah, I've like cropped, but not because, oh, I just don't Just because like I wanted them person. to fit Get them out of some kind of frame. The, I, I don't think I've ever cut anybody's fo- picture out, face out of a picture. I have... Colored their face out with marker in a yearbook. Wow. <laughs> As a teenager. I've never done that either. And we me? did have a picture of Audra and her first husband no. on the fridge for a long time. And when they got divorced, I took a magnet and I put it over his face. It was oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember that. <laughs> and then it was still on the fridge for a long time. We finally took that picture off the fridge when Audra married Ken. We felt like it was time. <laughs> But it was Audra and Vicini for a very long time. But it was time. a really good picture of Audra and Vicini. It was a great picture of Audra. That's why we left it on the fridge. <laughs> but I like her new husband better than so. Yeah, no, anyway. he's a quality dude. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so um, Dutch is making chicken. And he offers to, hey, I'll go down and get your kit. And she's like, no, that's okay. And he's like, no, no better way for a couple guys to get to know each other, spend a couple days together in a car. He really loves this lady. Now... He drove to there to pick him up. to Atlanta? I want to say, yeah, he does say Georgia, so. Yeah. That's like, what, a four-day trip one way? Three to four is one way, and then three to four back? That's more than a week of work. I feel like my dad could make that drive in one day. But, (laughs) yeah. I don't think it's physically possible. (laughs) Chicago to Atlanta? In one day? All right. Now I'm going to look it up. Yep. See how, see how many hours it'll take. Maybe she has beer-flavored nipples. I mean, he probably made it in two days. And he doesn't, you know, he could piss on the side of the road. It's not like he would. And he clearly had traveling jerky, so he's fine, probably fine. It just traveling seems jerky. like, yeah. He was eating something, and I was like, is that jerky? And John goes, I think it's a Butterfinger. And I'm like, why is it so long? It's weird car snacks. But um, according to my Google machine... You could get from Atlanta to Chicago in 11 hours and 12 minutes in a car. 
11 yeah. hours and 12 minutes? 689 miles. Yeah, you, you definitely could. Yeah. My dad would do that in one day. Yeah, but <laughs> it took them big so I feel long like it should be to get longer. home. Yeah, that's without traffic, though. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that's true. But well, that's, no, that's right now. <laughs> but it took them, they were in their car, in Dutch's car, for two days before they started hitchhiking. But I feel like I, the reason why it doesn't feel like that long to me is because we went from Virginia Beach to Toledo, Ohio, which oh yeah, tons of isn't that much different as far as how many miles you're driving. <laughs> no, I've been and to... we always did it in one well, day. Also, well, I also, said that one time the car broke down. Also, to be fair, you're driving ninety miles an hour. Dutch is probably just doing fifty or whatever. And he doesn't 60. like the highway. That's what it is. Yeah, he's on all he those. He doesn't fucking like the highway. Roads. And he wants it to take time. My yes. dad yes. wanted to get there as fast as yeah. he could. Yeah, I've made that trip. He did half of it overnight, so we would sleep and not bother him. <laughs> We've made the trip Virginia to Michigan many a times. We've gotten to the point where that drive is too difficult. It's okay to fly. <laughs> not, I just don't want to. It's just too long. It's so it's fucking just, long. Like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I would rather pay the money to fly. All right, so we cut to Dutch and Natalie eating out. It looks, it cuts, looks like he was cooking, but yeah, they're definitely at eating out. He, he says, was cooking, and then yeah, it's important to him that uh, he has a good relationship with Daryl, and it's like Doyle. Yeah, Who your kid Doyle. Rich assholes. Um, <laughs> Is it a family name? It's not the dad's name. Is it like a uncle or a grandpa? It's probably like a grandfather or some shit. All right, so we cut to um, uh, never going to get an uncrappy Karate Kid. Which is what I wrote down here. Because he's in a gym. He's a high-level bravo. He's, he's doing karate. <laughs> Let me preface this by saying, at the time, I was doing karate, and I think I was like a green belt or some shit, and everybody had to tell me about the scene like it was like a big deal. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. Everybody talked talk to you about karate when you were doing karate. That's mm-hmm. how it works. Yeah. And you're like, oh, you're better than him. I'm like, okay, cool. My best also, he's friend, an actor who's never done karate. At, when I was a kid in 1991, mm-hmm. her brother did karate. And his room was just like lined with belts and awards and all the... He was obsessed with karate. That's because children's martial arts are all about awards and belts. <laughs> children's jiu-jitsu is all about samurai swords. It's all about belts and things. It's it's. Because it gives I don't want to say it's it's a grift, but it's really close to it. <laughs> it's... Yeah. It is what it is. I mean, as a grifter, I'll tell you, it's a grift. <laughs> it's uh, children's sports are all just—they're just money. Yeah, I remember it's taking all. all I remember taking all, as a green belt in Taekwondo. I remember taking all the tests, and they were so stupid. Mm-hmm. And they <laughs> charged like, you for it. Yeah. Oh yeah, for years. And then you broke a board because that's that's some what? stuff right there. No, what? you sometimes three. Because <laughs> if you can break a, a half an inch piece of pine with inch spaces between it, you're powerful. Talking to my dad about the different ways he had to test in Aikido, like, it's not just the movements, but they also have to do, like, weapons testing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when's the last time you saw a, a weapons, an Aikido Look, weapons sometimes test? sometimes you're in an, an alley, alley and samurai sword fight break out. You bring out the <laughs> Yeah. Get the fuck and out. And the commies, it's just how it is. Get the fuck out of here. What are you fighting? Ninja Turtles? You got a Manriki Gusari, you know? <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Someone bust out a gun, you're dead. <laughs> There's a reason why bow and arrows oh, yeah, went away the, the dodo bird. The guy that has the, the weight with the knife on his ponytail. Yeah. Actually, knives can what? still be pretty dangerous, though. You've seen plenty of people who... Mm-hmm. No, and that's, why, that's why that's lethal force when they pull their anyway, gun on somebody with a so knife. Anyway, so Doyle is, on, is trying to get a hold of his dad on the phone. 
And whoever it is, he's like, hey, I'd like the phone number for where he's in London. And they're like, no, I can't give the number. And he's like, as soon as I tell my father, you're fired. And this he hangs fucking up. kid is always threatening people with legal action. Yeah. And being fired. Because he probably seen his dad do it. I mean, he's the kind of kid who gets killed by his own troops when he becomes uh, joins the military. Yeah. But anyway, so Dutchie's there to pick him up, and he goes to shit for Brains' room, and he looks around and he, he goes, he's not there, and he's like Doyle, Doyle, Doyle. He finds a picture of his mother, and he's like, oh, that's nice. So Doyle comes in and he says, Dad. <laughs> Dutch turns around and he, he understandably gets freaked out by a man in his room and throws a book at his head. And then attacks him. I mean, I, I can't say that I'm. The issue I this. had with this is he didn't stop to consider is this someone my dad sent to pick me up? He doesn't care. It seems like. Well, he's not wearing a chauffeur's hat. That's true. So, it so, seems um, like his dad is a person who <clears throat> would send someone else to yes. get him. Well, his mom bought him a plane ticket that he refused to use. So how are you going to get to the airport? <laughs> Probably so for, a car service. Yeah. There were these things called a taxi back in the nineties. Yeah, but mm-hmm. so, but even it's like if an Uber, he's, but <laughs> even if it's not his dad, you might think that it was the taxi driver his mom hired to get him to the, the airport. Taxi driver. Yeah. You sounded very Canadian there. <laughs> no, I didn't. I don't know what that was a boot, but no, I didn't. All right, so anyway, she's sorry. <laughs> she's, are you she's sorry? sorry? No. I get you, Tim Horton. You. I'm not sorry because I'm going to do it again. Sorry means you're never going to do it again, and I'm not sorry. Is that what sorry means? I don't think so. Not when I use it. So though, now Doyle pulls a BB saying. gun out of his drawer and shoots Dutch twice. And Dutch is like, "Fuck this! Give me that gun!" <laughs> yeah. and grabs it. And now Doyle's trying to run, and he trips him, and he's like, "Get." Get back over here. Your mother sent me, and I'm going to take you here. And he's like, no, you're not. I'm not going. He's like, oh, you're fucking going. And Rex Manning's biggest fan doesn't even apologize for shooting him. He says, I'll even settle for a hello. He's like, nah. So Dutch threatens to shoot him in the ass. Um, well, he says, I'm going to shoot you with this gun, but I'll tell you what you're going to do since we might be family one day is I'll shoot you in the ass so it hurts less. Mm-hmm. And the kid's like, nah. And calls his bluff. And Dutch backs down and he's like, okay. I don't well, know why he didn't just shoot him in the butt. The kid shot him in the balls. It's it's pretty fucked up. You could shoot that kid in the butt with a BB gun. So Dutch is like, hey, um, now it's time to go. Get your so, shit. You know, get your stuff. He throws a bag at him. He's like, I'm not going with you. So we cut to Dutch, who has tied up Doyle and strapped him to a hockey puck. No, Hockey with his kick. brown belt. Well, one was a, well, I think his hands were a necktie. Might have been, and but he's... And stuffed some drawers in his mouth. Yeah, he's, he's got like a... I forgot about A latch over his shoulder. That's his brown belt. That's his high funny. brown belt. His high so, brown belt. So we see how much that worked out John, for him. John and I are watching this, and John's like, this is the most unbelievable scene in this whole movie. And I'm thinking, yeah, because there's no way these administrators would let him leave like that. And then, I would but, hope not. But the they next thing out of John's mouth in. was so funny. <laughs> Because John said there's no way that kid had a hockey stick. There's that too. Not a real hockey stick. Oh, and I was laughing so hard because he's correct. There's no way that kid had a hockey There's no way that kid played hockey. He doesn't have time to play hockey and become a high-level Brombo. So he stops at the door and goes, hey, what do you do for fun? Oh, you like to wiggle and grunt. Me too. 
<laughs> that's also a great line. Really, and then I told John that really the only person that's there is that janitor that Doyle kicked the garbage can over for a couple days ago. <laughs> so that guy, so turned that guy doesn't even care. He's probably like, I was like, oh, they're off. kidnapping Doyle. Hey, look, a tree. <laughs> So yeah, the- true. I tell you what, the janitors at my school, I feel bad for them sometimes. I'm like, what in what are these kids doing? Like, how do they make it so dirty? And they don't give a shit. This kid is awful. <laughs> so in the car, he's in the back seat with underwear stuffed in his mouth, and it doesn't occur to him to spit them out. I think he's having trouble. <laughs> so Dutch says, I don't know if those underwear I put in your mouth are exactly clean. So then he spits them out. Which proves that he likes <coughs> chewing on them underwears. Well, no, it's <laughs> Really? Then why else were they in there for so goddamn long? He'd been trying for so long to get them out. He finally did. <coughs> that was hard. <coughs> so, was Doyle demands <laughs> that Dutch stops the car. And he's like, well, now's not a good time. You see, there's a two-lane, and there's a soft shoulder. He's like, stop the car. He's like, all right. Slams on the brakes. That car probably didn't have analog brakes. That car didn't look like it had any brakes at all. <laughs> the first car I drove did not have analog brakes. I spun out on the highway once doing a short stop like this. <laughs> you got to pump your brakes. You got to... I was 16. I didn't know. <laughs> now, I want some. Want everybody at this table to go find a car from like the late 80s. Maybe even like the 70s. Just drive around that thing. You'll be so <laughs> happy. Like, I want my car back now. now what's power steering? <laughs> I tell you what, though. The first couple cars I drove were from then. And one of them did not have analog brakes. Those V8 engines, they go. <laughs> that was a nice, smooth ride in those giant boats. <laughs> but turning was a bitch. <laughs> I, my Buick Placebo was real nice. Oh, the, the ghetto Buick, you call it? The ghetto Buick. Yeah. Now, well, I don't like driving big cars now. I don't want to drive Tony's car. It's too big. Why is my, this car so big? <laughs> my brother drives a land yeah, yacht a from truck. the 70s. Good God. He he's a good man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you gonna we're gonna put him in a 2023 something and, and freak him out. I feel like my brother, just I mean, he, he's too much like my dad. He just he will keep as long as he can keep a car running. He's gonna he is gonna drive that. He car. probably knows so much and, about that car. He's had it for like forty yeah, years. Probably worked <laughs> on it. And just I'll always take an older bike over a new bike. One of those people. He's like you. He's extremely smart and he knows how to figure oh. out things. He just, no. unlike you, he doesn't have any motivation to do anything. Like apply himself. But he yeah. has hair. Yeah, lots of it. But, like... <laughs> Got the hair, but no motivation. No drive. Yeah. No and drive. Yeah. Any ambition. You. I'll trade you. He's real, like, skeptical right. of technology, too. So, like, that's why one of the reasons why he drives that old-ass car. Anyway. That's why when my dad was a mechanic... Well, we're not going to get past Garb, are we? He refused to go to school to be a... He's like, I don't want to learn the computers. I want to work on cars. Yeah. Yeah. So, he's not a mechanic anymore, but when he was. <laughs> so, Doyle says that Whereas Dutch is working class. Because it's just a And he can... Everything about him just screams working class. From your shoes, the way you walk, and he's like... Your ah. vulgar vocabulary. We learned, we learned that uh, Dutch is a self-made guy. You know, we started with a cement truck and his parents were blue collar and he's happy about it and we still get was a bricklayer get he's more like i bet you're so stuff. proud he's like i am, I am. <laughs> they earned everything they have and dutch says you may be the toughest guy in junior high but in my world you're about as worrisome as a cloudy day <laughs> that's a good line well, that's good he's got a lot of good lines my favorite lines definitely come from ed o'neill yeah Shocking. oh yeah there's nobody else in the movie <laughs> <laughs> who else has a couple of funny things all right, so further down the road, 
Dust tries to strike up a conversation, but uh, this numb nuts is not having any of it. Miss <laughs> B is dreaming about being a motorboat. <laughs> I'm sorry if you could hear that snoring. That's the dog. Um, I have Duncan tries to cause Dutch to. <laughs> Duncan. Duncan, yeah. Well, so you were calling him different names that start with D the whole time, too? <laughs> yeah. It wasn't just Dutch. Yeah, Duncan. <laughs> you might have called him Duncan, and I just wrote it down, not really paying attention. I mean, he, he did choose a different D name every... He did. Um, so Duncan <laughs> tells Dutch that he's being a bit of a gold digger, and then Dutch tells him, well, I don't know how to quite uh, tell you this, but I'm worth more than your mother. Yeah. So it's, that's not what the deal is. And then he sings, I'm so lonesome I could cry and badly. I don't think the mom really has very much money either. I think, well, if she probably got a settlement from the divorce. She's got a little, or little she's on some kind of allowance. But And I would think that maybe Reed talks about like how she got all this money, but he probably didn't give her very much at all. It's probably, you know, what you, what would you like, consider a lot of money? If you're worth $100 million and you give a million dollars, it's not a lot of but money. <laughs> Doyle probably has the impression that she's getting a lot of money, especially because she's getting to live in the house. Yeah. But she might, I don't think she actually has very much money. No, he probably pays for the house and gives her money to spend on whatever. And that's it. Yeah. Probably should have got a lawyer. We anyway. don't see her having a job, do we? No. Why didn't she go? Never mind. She should have just went and picked... I, then there wouldn't be a movie. But she should have just flown there and picked up her fucking kid. All right, anyway, they stop at a gas station and fire... Gas station slash fireworks shop. <laughs> um, Dutch leaves him in the car, and Doyle ponders leaving. He takes his seatbelt off and is like, oh, I'm going to get out of here. But he realizes he's a kid with no money. So in Tennessee. He's, <laughs> so he's kind of stuck <laughs> like Chuck. Tennessee. Because Tony... That's when Tony and I were like... Where are they? Where are they going? Tennessee. Why does he keep leaving the keys in the They already made it from Atlanta to Tennessee. Yeah. They're like halfway almost to Illinois. And they just they just have to drive through the state. I mean, if they're going through the mountains, so that's gonna take forever. But Tony Tony was really bothered by the fact that he kept leaving the keys in the car every yeah. time we got out of the car. I kept waiting for the kid to take the car. But I then I was like, you know what, when I was a kid. My dad would turn the car off and just drop the keys in the f- yeah. footwell. Like <laughs> I kept waiting, I kept waiting for Doyle to lock the door so Dutch couldn't get back in. Yeah. <laughs> Especially during the next scene. We're not there yet. Hold on, and we have a little bit before that. Um, so Dutch goes in and gets some fireworks and says they'll be fun. And Doyle's like, fireworks are illegal in Illinois. He's like, yes, but we're in Tennessee and they're not. <laughs> what are you gonna let him off here? It's like in the gas station. No, no. <laughs> but we're gonna go down the road. We'll find a thing. Hey, look, I got some Jersey stinkers and uh, some bagel bombs, and a deck of racy playing cards. And then there's a card trick. Anybody had to do that card trick? I know how to do that card trick. I know how it's, it's done. It doesn't well, I don't think look I could do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really a trick. You, you go like this with your hand. You use your point and you come up and oh oh. And then when you want the card to come up, you stick out your pinky and it grabs the bottom card. And you pull it up. It was a. Really it's kind of really low five. This yeah, is once you like ah oh, yeah, it's that easy. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's a good card trick for a child, and the racing playing cards are fucking hilarious. And then we have a good line from Doyle. You're like a great big demented child, to which Dutch laughs. It's the best way to live your life. Dutch has found the secret that um, you stop conforming and you become your inner weirdo and just let your. Your, freak flag fly. Your freak flag fly. And then you have a really great time. All right. So now it's time for the fireworks scene. Dibs. Um, 
So Dutch gets out of the car. It's not going to stop me. <laughs> and he's like, come on out. And Doyle's like, no. So he starts lighting up some fireworks and he's doing cool dances and he's running around and he's running through the it's smoke. It's a little bit and, like, and they're playing like circus music a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's a great scene. And Dutch is trying to get him out and then he finally gets the Roman candles. And yes, ladies, every time that there's any kind of stick or branch or graboid or anything, a fellow's going to put it towards his crotch area and make it a dick. He Roman candled a fart. And as a penis. <laughs> Which, I mean, we did learn that in the CR episode on Tremors. <laughs> I mean, just CR episode on Tremors. It's a great episode. Fuck you. It's still my favorite line. Uh-huh. All right, so this is all going great for him until one of the fireworks lands in the bag of fireworks. It was like <laughs> this pinwheel thing that he put on the fence, and then it came off, and then it was, like, chasing him. The best part is Doyle. Like, Doyle is really starting to like the fireworks, and then every time... That Dutch looks at him, he pretends he hates it, but it's just so much fun. So it goes, lands in the bag, and so Dutch takes his coat off and puts it on top of the fireworks. It doesn't really work out. And the feathers are a flying it. So then after it goes out, he grabs his jacket, puts it on. Now there's a giant hole in the back. Straight through. And there's feathers everywhere, and he gets in the like car, a, and he says, that was fun. It was Can't be the good a good down jacket show. of some kind. And it's smoking the whole time he walks yeah. to the car. So good. Got a little warm. I was like, that jacket smells. <laughs> oh, yeah. But oh, you yeah, don't see, He doesn't wear this jacket the rest of the movie. <laughs> All right, so then they go eat in one of the dirtiest roadside diners in history. Yeah, but no, I hey, wouldn't it was the early 90s, whatever. I wouldn't eat there. Not even if I was Dutch trying to teach Doral a lesson. <laughs> I needed to peel the menu apart. <laughs> and that lady with her ashes on her cigarette that was that's long. a talent i'm sorry <laughs> if you can get the entire cigarette to be an ash without it breaking off that my friends is a skill wendy from the shining ash yeah Ooh, that's me. she gets oh wow oh that's awful <laughs> wow what did you oh my god Ooh, what did you eat dog mm. good god so back in the car dutch and doyle are trying to annoy each other by messing with the radio and the heat and the seats and finally they make a they make a bet for 20 bucks that Doyle can get to Dutch he says alright fine and at this point but first he says like a million or a thousand or which something which is five thousand yeah, dollars he goes like, I bet you have it too yeah. but I got it in a gilded box underneath your bed there's no but way then, that kid actually has five thousand dollars. He might. He thinks that he's gonna get call his dad, and his dad's just gonna give it to him. He might. Or he'd be a welcher. He might. He seems like he welches on bets. So anyway, <laughs> um, he so did d- say something about how he charged the shoes. He probably has a credit card. <laughs> yeah, so, we'll get to that. <laughs> Dutch has a cigar and he puts it in the ashtray, and just then Doyle grabs it and throws it in his crotch. He uh, Dutch pulls the car over, and. <laughs> He walks around and pulls Doyle out of the car. And Doyle starts throwing mud and snow at the car. And he says, you do that one more time and I'll make you walk. So he does. Dutch throws his coat at him and drives away. He says, I'll be up about 50 miles. I was like, 50? Did I, I miss him? I kept waiting for him to, to be like down the road. Like a mile. But he went to the fucking motel. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Fuck this kid. It was the 80s, man. But he didn't 
walk. He can't have walked fifty miles. No, it can't. <laughs> it can't have been that far. No, but that's like a. That's but a still, far. there's no way you would leave that kid out there. Oh yeah, you will. In I'd leave snow? this fucking kid. No, you wouldn't. You yes, wouldn't, I would. Though no, I'd leave him tied up in the trunk. Well, there's you'd do that. There's some unbelievable things happening in this movie, but this is like it feels weird because you're trying to get this kid to like you. You're also trying to teach this kid a lesson. So I feel like a mile is the appropriate distance to make this kid walk in the I don't snow. think it was actually 50. No, but he, but he definitely went to the ho- a motel, which Doyle didn't know which motel it was. The one up the road. <laughs> the only one up the road. It's probably the only motel on this road. So now that he, they try to k- play this kid off as sympathetic, but he's not. No, because he's not humbled at all by the fact that yeah. he just almost, almost froze to death. He's even more of a dick. He should be humbled. So when he finally gets to the motel, um, you can see where Dutch was up looking for him. Then he sees him coming, so he jumps into bed and acts like he's reading a book. And he's like, I could have froze out there. He's like, nah, it's not cold enough to freeze. Not solid anyway. And Doyle's like, well, where's my clothes? Did you get my bag? And he goes, no, I left your bag in the car in case you died. (laughs) He goes, I died? Well, give me the keys. I want to go get it. So Dutch gives him the keys and says, lock up when you're done. And this is when he knew he really fucked up. Yeah. Because Asscrack steals the car. Steals the car, puts it in the middle of the road to get run over by another truck. Mm. So Dutch thinks that he's dead, runs after him, looks around because the car got knocked into a yeah. ditch, you see. Yeah, because it got hit by like a semi-trailer. So then him and the guy who's driving the truck are anxiously Who thinks he just killed him. a dude. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Or anxiously looking for this kid, and he comes walking up and goes, I guess we're about even now. This is when... No. <laughs> this is when you look at the other guy and go, want to murder a kid? <laughs> He stole my car. He was in it when you hit it. He was already dead. (laughs) And this is so does not make you even because now you don't have a car, you idiot. And you wrecked this dude's truck. I mean, it doesn't look like it in the movie, but it would fuck his truck up. Yeah. So so Dutch gives the guy some money. That was a solid piece of machinery he hit. He gives him some money and his business card says, hey, this should get you started. Um, Call this number. And I'll make good on all the damages and everything. And he's like, all right, great. When I had the Buick, I was in a couple of fender benders that did no damage to the Buick and really fucked up some fiberglass cars. Mm -hmm. So, like, them shits were solid. Yeah, they were. Probably cracked that guy's engine block. Could (laughs) have. All right. Oh, we might have to kick her out. (laughs) So, in bed at night, Dutch looks through his wallet and Doyle is looking at the playing cards. (laughs) At breakfast the next morning, they argue a bit, and, you know, Doyle really runs him down about how bad of a guy he is and all those other things, and Dutch starts laughing and goes, well, there's one thing I could do that you just absolutely can't. It's like, what's that? He goes, pay for my breakfast. So. <laughs> I thought it was okay, but it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> so they cut to outside where Dutch burps. There's nothing burps better than bacon. Your water looked nice, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, you... I will say. Reminded me like that's totally something my dad would have done if really? we pissed him off. I mean, my dad had a rule. He parked in front of the window, and if you couldn't behave at the restaurant, you sat in the car and watched everybody else eat. My dad had rules. <laughs> Carly spent many a days in that car. I'm guessing she. I did not. I was very well behaved. <laughs> Who had to eat but in the car? My dad was not putting up with shit. I don't remember any of us actually having to do it, but the threat was there, <laughs> and he would have followed through on it. My dad is no sap. <laughs> All right, so um, Dust decides they're going to hitch a ride to Chicago. And the Boyle on the ass of life, I mean, Doyle says, 
what are you crazy? And he's like, you're a high brown belt. What are you worried about? <laughs> <laughs> and they want to call for help. And Dutch is like, look, you, there's going to be a point in life where you can't call somebody for help, okay? You can call it masculine pride or whatever. But sometimes you got to roll the dice and see what happens. He goes, well, I could end up dead because that's a part of it. <laughs> he's like, yep. Is this that toxic masculinity? I don't know that it... I mean, self-reliance. This is building life lessons. That's why, uh, like most kids nowadays, can't change a tire. And I've asked them about it, and they're like, "I just, I just call AAA." I was like, "You don't want to know how to change a tire? I don't need to." Mm. Good luck with that. That's why that you have you seen the millennial anti-theft device in a car? It's a stick shift. Yeah. (laughs) Like, huh? There are still people that like people who teach their kids how to drive stick. They're so funny. I think there's the same percentage of people who could drive a stick shift. In this generation, as there are in our generation, because most cars had been automatic, so only if you're, the only reason the problem you is no, there are stick shift is every car I've ever had you, motorcycle stick shift except this. Yeah, when you when you get a god car damn, now, get oh, her out! Oh god, me. you are come on. killing us today! Come on. Heck in the window! Come on, Jesus come on! Why don't you let the dogs out? Why don't you let the dogs Why don't you go put the dogs outside, honey? Seriously, I think she. I also think it depends on where you are. Just like, I mean, cars are different everywhere. In some places, you don't need a car at all. But I think a lot of rural areas, stick shift might be more common. It's better to drive a stick shift in some landscapes than others, you know. I learned how, but I never wanted to do it. So if I got behind the wheel of one right now... I could do it, but it would probably be very jerky. <laughs> you're going to stall that thing three or four times? I probably stall quite a bit. I can do it, though. I know how. <laughs> so, last time I drove a stick shift, me, Elaine, and some friends of ours were up in other side of Virginia. doesn't matter. Anyway, so everybody had been drinking a little bit, but I was pretty sober. So I drove back, and it was the first time I'd driven a stick shift in like 10 years, and it was like uphill and shit. I was, oh, I was shit. like, here we go. Didn't stall out, not once. Nice. I was like, yeah, I guess kid still got it. Nice. <laughs> But I yeah, thought for sure I was going to fucking stall out the car and be like, oh, I'm an asshole. But it all worked out. Yeah, I used to love driving stick I love them too, man. The only There's time just something about traffic. changing gears. Yeah, you, you feel yeah. like you're doing something. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're but yeah, when you're in traffic, it's barely. a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks. Or uh, like you said, uphill. That sucks. Uphill, yeah. Especially if your car hasn't got enough juice. You know, ain't going. You got to, it's whatever. You got to play a little touch and feel good. So they end up taking you a bus. <laughs> and while they're on the bus, they're not sitting together. Doyle tells a couple guys, hey, can you turn your stereo down? So they do. And then they get, hey, my friend really likes your shoes. Where'd you get them? He goes, I got them on charge. Then when he gets off the bus, he's not wearing those shoes. They had that was, swap shoes. Which, that was a thing in the 80s. People took your shoes. It I was, but I did not expect that time. man to fit this kid's shoes. No, yeah, that was stupid. That was <laughs> and the, stupid. First of all, those shoes look too big for him, too. And second of all, why would Dutch let some man steal this kid's shoes? Teach him a lesson. Yeah. <laughs> you can't talk to people like that, is yeah. the lesson. Well, you can. Nowadays, you can. You <laughs> they're going to fuck with you right back. <laughs> you definitely can, but maybe you'll get your shoes stolen. <laughs> so they get off the bus and they're like, oh, we're on our way now. And Dutch goes to call Natalie to check in like you do when you're with somebody else's kid. And it's your girlfriend. And he's like, oh, hey, talk to your mom. And Doyle walks over to the phone, keeps on walking, and goes into the bathroom. Walks right past him. Really? Smack this fucking kid. Anyway. 
Um, so now they're in the street. And <coughs> Dutch is trying to get them to look pathetic because they got to hitch a ride to Chicago. And they're... <laughs> And There's nothing Doyle does that makes him look pathetic. He looks more like he's doing an impersonation of a fish. <laughs> it's weird. It's like, is he in training to be a mime? What is this? It's weird facial expressions, weird gestures that don't look pathetic. But it works on some hookers. Well, we don't know the hookers yet. And so, yeah, these girls, who I will call hoes. One of them's name is Brock. Mm-hmm. I was very confused by At that. At first, like, is it Brooke? No, it's Brock. <laughs> is that like her hooker name? Because I don't think that's her given name. You know, mm. If you're in the business, I don't think you use your Christian name. Maybe it was her last name. Ooh, good one. And they don't want to be traceable, so. <laughs> right. I mean, you're a woman of the night. Who steals? <laughs> the devil's concubine. <laughs> the whore maybe, of Satan. Maybe it's a way that she's trying to stay connected to the family that she's run away from. Because maybe, maybe this girl's little brother's name was Brock, and he eventually becomes a reality TV star. He's on, so, and he's gonna become You're trying a to DJ. Make it, yeah, I get it. She's all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brock. <laughs> and how much you love what's his name? Freddie Prince Jr. No, the other, the guy who played Brock. Matthew Lillard. Oh, yeah, Matthew him. Lillard. I don't uh, love him. Matthew Lillard's a fucking. <laughs> I feel bad for the guy because he's in nothing but shitty movies. Dude is making mad money. Is he now? He has like 300 acting credits because he gets all this voice work. Well, fuck. You. So they get into the car, and so Dutch is sitting up front with one, with the hooker from Streets of Fire. Hope this, put it on speaker. It's potential spam. (laughs) Oh, you definitely should have put it on speaker. Spam, 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 spam. And Doyle's in the back with Brooke, Brock. Brock. Help number two. <laughs> and while they're driving around, they do a little chit-chat, yada, yada, yada. What do you do? Yada, yada, yada. So Dutch falls asleep, and hooker number one steals his wallet. Dying. And then tries to take his ring off, <laughs> but it's stuck. So she reaches into her purse and gets some lotion. After she tries to lick it off. Yeah. Yeah. Which I generally think that would have woken me up. Although, I mean, in addition to someone pulling yeah, at my yeah. finger, and Doyle saw her, her steal the wallet. Yeah. And he just was like, eh, it's none of my business. <laughs> and then she squirts this lotion in money. his mouth. Well, he doesn't yeah, think there's any money in there. Yeah. That comes back like three times for the rest of the movie. He just has a gross taste in his mouth. And he doesn't know why. So the next. No, he's not at all DMV. Yeah, that sucks. In the 80s and 90s. You probably you couldn't have... make an appointment. <laughs> there might have even been a credit card in there. Maybe. All right, so the next morning we cut to uh, the girl in the back is sleeping, and so is Doyle. I don't know as much as he's sleeping, but he's all nuzzled in her breasts. Doyle fell asleep <laughs> on her plump, plump pillows and drooled all over them. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Not a good look. No. Gross. Mm. I have a feeling that Brock would not have left them if Doyle hadn't gotten drool all over her sweater. And boobies. Um, it's probably the first time she said drool in her boobies, though. Anyway. No. <laughs> so they all get out of the car, and Doyle's trying to hang out with Brock, but, you know, the other girl, the Streets of Fire hooker, is trying to send the boys inside while the girls get gas. 
And they finally say, no, no, we're going to gas up. We have time to eat. Why don't you go ahead and get us a table? We'll meet you inside. And then the boys go inside, and the girls beat feet out of town. And the Dutch immediately checks his wallet. And while it's gone. Doyle doesn't quite understand what happened. And he says, your dirty angel, uh, your angel with the dirty wings flew the coop. But she understood me. She was such a great listener. <laughs> That's what she's she paid was... to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they fight out. They fight again. And Doyle calls him out for trying to, you know, you were trying to be nice to me and bond, but it blew up in your face and it's just not working. So Dutch is down and goes, go, go call your mom. Uh, tell her where we are. Tell her to come get you. And also tell her the Dutch man has flown the coop. You're going to break up with my mom because of me? What do you I'll write you a mom? note, okay? Go away. <laughs> also, do I really want to be with your mom and deal with you? For- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. That has to be a factor in a relationship with someone who has kids. I hate your kid. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching a podcast Here, uh, thing. Five. <laughs> and one of the girls was, was dead set that just men were looking for single moms. And I'm like, who the fuck told this idiot that? That was like no. a, a, oh yeah, men like be single moms. Not at all. I was like, um, no, they'll be with you if you have kids. It's not a like disqualifying factor, but no one's out there going, I'll, no one I'm looking for. Tony's like, moms. it is for me. <laughs> I mean, it kind of is a disqualifying factor. I, I would say but. that it won't always be a disqualifying factor, but it can be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, no one, you won't go out with a girl if she doesn't have kids. But you may not go out with a girl if she does. Yeah. Just depends on the girl. Sometimes, but this poor girl was just delusional. It was on, it was on the whatever podcast. Yeah. You ever see those? Yeah. And I was like, this, that's They're what I'm like, this delusional. has got to be fake. There's no, no way. I wonder about that because I've seen a lot of those clips and uh-huh. I'm like, they can't be that stupid. I'm like, there's yes, no can. way. This has got to be fake. Yes, there's so many, though. There's 100% they can be that stupid. Also, the only people who really wanted eight single moms are single dads. Because no. only single parent, because single parents single understand <laughs> what other single parents are going through, and like they understand about the like the time it takes to have a child and how you can't always go out and you can't always be spending money and stuff like that. It's a lot easier yeah. to You're date tired someone. And you just don't feel like it now. Yeah, <laughs> and you just want to Netflix and chill. Oh, <laughs> well, and then Doyle says, "For the record, I don't hate my mom." And Dutch says, "For the it's record, kiss my ass." <laughs> He said, you broke my balls, now go on and bother someone else. So then Doyle tells, calls his dad, uh, his dad's house, to try to figure out where he is to get a number. And a lady answers the phone, and he's like, hey, is uh, Mr. Standish there? And by the way, this reminds me of the time that I looked up their trivia and found out that the name Standish is recycled from Breakfast Club. Molly Ringwald's character's last name was Standish. Hmm. Oh. Interesting. Maybe this is her Uncle Reed. He was also rich. Maybe this is our Uncle Reed. Could be. Hmm. So, um, she tells him that... I know they're trying to go to Chicago, but are they really trying to go to Shermer? Ooh, Shermer. <laughs> Shermer, Illinois. That's where all John Hughes' movies are set. There's also what Jane Silent Bob tried to <laughs> yes, tell me. Where all the honeys are top shelf, but the, where all the guys are whiny pussies. Because he's you know harsh. No, they don't have weed dealers. <laughs> Mad Bank, who goes to Sherman, Illinois. Anyway, um, so we find out that the fucker's not in London. He lied because she said that he's sleeping. Ooh. And, and uh, he's like, who was that? And she's like, some kid. And he doesn't go... Shit. 
He just, my kid? <laughs> he does look like, oh, I wonder if that was... He has a look for a second, like he maybe cl- he considers. He clearly knows that it was his kid because that's why he goes to yeah. the mother's yeah. house at the end of the movie. But a better question is, how did that kid make that call? He doesn't have any money. <laughs> he didn't that's call true. collect. Well, nobody... And one no one, hook, one no 808 ATT or whatever the fuck it was didn't exist No yet. hooker stole his wallet. He might have had a buck or two. Some right. change. <laughs> change wasn't in it, O'Neill's wallet. He yeah. probably had a pocket full of it. <laughs> he might have had some change in his coat. We don't know. Now, he had it all in the car that got demolished. I mean, he obviously <laughs> wasn't keeping it in his shoe because that would have been stolen on the bus. Mm. <laughs> True. Uh, so Doyle finds Dutch and tells him that, look, we've come this far. We've got to go all the way. Dutch is like, all right, fine. Like, you won't call your mother? I'll call. They? We don't know. We don't know. We know that they've made it from Tennessee to... I think we're in Illinois now, but you have to go something... through the whole state. They, the were, girl... they were going to Ed, Eddington? Eddington? Something. Ed... So you got to think Edison? they're close to there. Know. Edmonton. Edmonton, <laughs> Edmonton. I don't know. You got to think if they found a bus, it would stop in Chicago. Yeah, whatever. That, that really oh. confused me. <laughs> anyway, so Dutch is like, "I'm gonna call," and he's Where like, "No." Is Edmonton, Illinois. So then Dutch says, "You know how I'm gonna shoot you? Well, if you let me call, I won't shoot you." It, he's like, "No." It doesn't appear that Edmonton is in Illinois. Doesn't really matter. All right, so they seem to bond a little bit Thank and decide you. they're gonna stick together and get home. Maybe and they hitch a ride in one of those giant concrete tubes. Yeah. Maybe they but got to come in it while it's driving down the road. <laughs> yeah. They hitched a ride, or snuck a ride. And then it must have been cold. They're all bundled up. So we cut to them in the, the yard, if you will. This I thought was crazy, by the way. And like, yes. um, we'll so just, cold. We'll, so cold. We'll find out where we are. And you're not sure that this truck is going to go the direction that you're trying yeah, to go. Because you, you're, you're, you're stowaway. Yeah, you didn't talk to the driver. You Are you headed no towards Chicago? Can I jump in this giant cement circle on you? <laughs> and it really bothers me that at no point do they fight, do they tell us what city they're in. Shermer. All right, so <laughs> the security guards find them and throw them out. And they have a weird thing where Dale, is what I wrote down, <laughs> comes in and wants to fight the security guards. So we jump kicks one. Very accommodating stuntmen in this scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just kind of stand there while this little kid beats him up. He just doesn't want to be manhandled anymore, I think. And they threw Dutch... They, were, they had already thrown them both out. He was when... outside, walk in. Yes. But these security guards were a little over the top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They hit Dutch a lot. Yeah. They, well, they were security guards. I don't he see was, them in action. But the reason he attacked them is because he was fed up with being pushed around because he's a shit kid, and they kind of hurt Dutch. So then he was like, fuck this. I'm going to attack this guy. And it went very badly. Yeah, because they were whooping some ass until he pulled the BB gun, and Dutch was like, oh, don't go crazy and kill him. And Doyle's like, oh, yeah, I got to kill him. The voices are telling me to kill him. I got to kill him. And they're like, hey, he's got a family. I don't. And he's like, oh, well, now I got to kill your families. And Dutch was like, hey, look, we'll go find a nice hospital for you to burn down. That'd be better. He's like, yeah, yeah, let's do that. And they leave. It's, I feel like he was running out of stuff to write at the end here. Because it was going, yeah, this, and it, this, it hits this, the wall right here. It could here. take a once-over on this uh, script. Um, so after this, so Doyle had gotten cut on his head. Yeah. During the they threw him in the fence or something. During the tussle. 
and they go into a diner to try to clean it up, and they're a little disheveled and everything. And the waitress is like, you, got, you can't be here. You got to leave. Yeah, because the impression is this isn't just a diner. This is an upscale place. It's upscale diner. They have riffraff like that. It's like, this kid's bleeding. Can we go to the bathroom? She's like, no. No. Can we go to the bathroom? I'll wait outside and like, (laughs) no. This, a nice couple was at the table and they're like, oh, are you guys on the road? He goes, yeah, we're coming up from Georgia heading for Chicago. Mm -hmm. With your son? He's like, yeah. So they take pity on them and take them to a homeless shelter where they can have a nice meal. And uh, good night. And a warm bed. Mm-hmm. So we Not a comfy to... one, but warm. <laughs> so we cut to Doyle uh, and Dutch in the cafeteria. To see this hilarious. And Doyle takes about 45 minutes before he even starts to eat. All of the other homeless people, or vagrants, or transients, or whatever, down on their luck foes. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're watching him turn this <laughs> into the shelter... Thanksgiving dinner. Or what, yeah, into this multi, you know, into this big feast, and he's cleaning all the silverware, and he pulls out... Setting the table formally. He pulls out a wet nap, it's just, (laughs) and they're all just staring at him, and it's so funny. Dutch is like, ooh, he's a weird kid. (laughs) And then Dutch is like, would you like to see the wine list? (laughs) And the little kid next to him tries to steal half of his roll, and he's like, that's mine. But then has a heart of gold, because she's a little kid, and he gives him the roll. And she smiles at him. Also, this is a little kid who actually yeah. is poor and may yeah, not you, have yeah. three square meals a day. the whole fucking thing. It works out for you. You just day. look homeless. They actually are homeless. <laughs> yeah. So the, we cut to the gymnasium where they have a bunch of cots. Sure. And uh, Doyle has a heart-to-heart with uh, one of the ladies who's the mother of the kid Yeah. about being uh, homeless. She's like, yeah, we were staying in our car. Husband um, lost his husband job. Husband lost his job. But this is... This is much better. Mm-hmm. And then I wrote, and then the director realized they're running out of things to shoot, so they made this scene really long. <laughs> <laughs> because then Dutch talks to Doyle, and they have a heart-to-heart. Yeah. And then Dutch's bed has a problem where first it falls down, and then it's he's got a funny. hole in it. Keeps making noise and waking everybody up. But it's not funny. It's not funny. Also... If his the people there would understand that it's not his fault, nobody would blame him if his bed was fucked up. Well, they maybe would just be after like the fourth sleep time, on the floor. Be like, dude, yeah, they would be like, just leave it on the ground. To sleep. Pull the mattress onto the floor. But again, this scene is not funny and yeah. kind of falls flat. So the next morning, a homeless lady I didn't get her name drives Dutch and Doyle <coughs> all the way to Natalie's house. So we, her, her husband, and the kid. And the kid. And on the way there, I noticed uh, they drive by a, a building. A giant building, and it says his Dutch. Du- it. it says uh, Dutch Dooley Construction. Yeah. yeah, so I was like, oh, yeah, he's well yeah. off. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to see that microwave Marjorie landed on her feet after that gremlin in- incident in New York. <laughs> he, pretty, he pretty much could have gone home at any time he wanted to yeah. with a phone call. He's trying to. Yeah. So the girl, welcome back to the podcast from Gremlins 2. Yep. Is the cook. With no speaking lines. I thought she'd say something. Yeah. No, but she, it looks like she prepared a much more delicious meal this mm-hmm. time. Um, and before they arrive, uh, you hear a knock on the door. Natalie thinks it's Dutch and kisses the man who comes she in. She opens the door and, and it's kisses Reed. him. And this is where you like, and she doesn't really, this is really poorly written. Because she doesn't even say, she's just like, what are you <coughs> doing here? But she should be like, oh. Oh, why? <laughs> Ew, Reed, gross. What are you doing here? And Ew. Like, 
I can't believe that just happened. Yeah. <laughs> And we see here that this is where Doyle had gotten it from. And I wrote here, you're not a victim of circumstance. You have an opportunity to change it. So you don't have to be a dick just because your dad's a dick. Anywho, so um, they drive up and Dutch thanks the, the homeless man and says, hey, you call me Monday and I'll have something for you. Yeah. And I also wrote in here, they don't show it, but he also arranged for a nice hotel for the family to stay in until Monday. Because that's your head cannon. Yeah, okay. because Dutch would do that. Dutch should have just sent them to his place. <laughs> they could do some laundry. Dutch doesn't live with her. No, because Reed says something, makes a comment about, or the kid does, mm-hmm. about him just staying with her just for the nice house, and, well, and she's like, he doesn't live here. Right, but you, <laughs> but you also have to be. You don't know these people. Yeah, you know what I mean? You don't yeah, want a house. No, but you but can this, set them up in a hotel. But this for a is a days. movie where things work right, out. Right, right, so right. these are good people that are going to now. It's like that, uh, what was that movie? Um, God damn it, where the guy gets the food truck and I kept waiting for something bad to happen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time, nothing bad happens. I was like, that was kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> I was nice like, he's going to steal your he's gonna steal your fucking food truck, man. Don't bring fucking what's his name in here. Uh John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo, no, he's going to betray you. No, he's a good dude. Think, oh, all right, think, my bad. The only thing he took was some corn starch for his huevos. Yeah. Don't get on Instagram. They're going to fuck you over. No, it works out. Okay. That was good is that in the morning they can, they can dump, dunk his nuts in some oil and make hush puppies. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Reed answered the door to surprise Doyle, but Doyle was like, you motherfucker. He goes, hey, I'm here to see a sport. Mm. But he knows he lied to him. Yeah. And then he goes and gives his mother a hug, and mom's like, like she won't like, stop what? hugging him. And like, because she's, she's like, last I mean, time I hugged the kid was before the divorce. He hugged yeah. him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Shooter's shocked by this. Like, why are you hugging your mom? So Reed tries to kick Dutch out of the house so they can have a family meeting. And Dutch is like, yeah, I don't think so, Scooter. No, <laughs> I, no that's Shooter. Scooter, Shooter, whatever I said. I don't think so. Well, Dutch shooter. is a champion at saying the wrong name, so yeah, he no. would call him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then um, Reed tells Doyle um, that he's he here has to some get stuff him. going on, and you know you come to me back to my house. I rescheduled the London meeting just to spend Thanksgiving. And with he's you. like, "No, you didn't. I called your house, and some woman answered the phone and said you were sleeping." And then he's like, um, "Well, you need to come with me right now. And if you don't, your you know your your decision's final." It's like, "All right, lead well, a dick, Dad. I'm staying here." Yeah, most most divorced parents don't have a you pick her or you pick me and that's it for the rest of your life thing. Yeah, he's just being the dick. Mm-hmm. So Reed gets all butthurt and tells him they have to leave the house by Monday and then walks out. Dutch ain't having that shit and follows him outside and says, hey, um, don't be a dick, dick. And he's like, well, hey, listen here. She'll be out. And then he, he takes his ring and bops him on the head. And he hits him so hard, his dog shit himself. Might have. <laughs> and and tells Reed, well, when does she have to be out by? Friday? I think she's going to leave more time than that. Has six months out. Six months is good. <laughs> and Reed's all like discombobulated. Mm-hmm. He's walking he's like, You're funny. Gonna, in. I'm going to need you to start being nice to Natalie. And Doyle, too. He's a great kid. No, he's not. <laughs> well, he's had to he's like personal potential. Well, maybe if his dad treated <clears throat> him better. And he has had some personal growth. Yes, it's called a character arc. Writers nowadays, no offense, Tony, should learn this. <laughs> I'm not a <laughs> 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 
It's like, like characters that barks. <laughs> all characters nowadays start out perfect and just get perfect. Well, yeah. That's not necessarily true. Name a movie that's come out late re- recently with a story arc. Or character arc, rather. Yep, I can't think of one either. Well, in Meg 2, The Trench. Oh, shut <laughs> up! <laughs> it was the shark! Meg, Meg changed a lot. At first... <laughs> She was just eating one or two people, and by the end, she was eating a whole family. <laughs> she grew as a shark. So Reed stumbles off and falls down by his car. At Thanksgiving dinner, Dutch sends Doyle to get his coat because he's got something special for his mother inside. He's like, right now? Yes, right now. Go. And as he gets up, he pulls the BB gun out and moves Natalie. He's like, get out of the way. And Doyle turns around, and he's like, ah, ah, and they all start laughing. <laughs> and then Dutch gets serious. Fade to black. Pow, pow. He shot him right in the dinkus. Um, that's it. He wouldn't have shot him in the dinkus. He probably just would have shot him in the chest or, or whatever. in the butt. No, because he was facing him. Well, his torso turned. He might still be half turned. He could have got him in half a cheek. If Doyle was smart, he'd have turned around and took it in the ass. <laughs> yeah. All right, so what do you think, Carly? All right. Well, first of all, the Barbie movie had story character arcs. <laughs> oh, yeah, it did. Lots of them. <laughs> Lots I, of them. I haven't seen that. <laughs> Second of all. You'd probably like it, actually. My favorite character. Except for the end. Yeah, the, it loses it at the end. My favorite character is, I guess, Doug. <coughs> <laughs> he does a lot of stuff that I have a problem with. But overall, as a character, he's all right. He's all right. <laughs> I'll take it. My least favorite character is Reed, because he's terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My favorite scene is the dinner at the homeless shelter, probably. Um, mm. My favorite line is when Dutch is at first has Doyle, and he asks him, what do you like to do for fun? And Doyle struggles to get loose, and he says, oh, you like to wiggle and grunt. Me too. <laughs> Damn it. It's on my line. What's it? Wow. It's not mine. <laughs> it's not even. I have two. A so ra- far, a I don't have to go. So. Really? Mm. All right. Well, I don't know what my favorite tertiary object is, so. Mm. The computer, probably, in his, in his room. Or the keyboard. Mm-hmm. I'll go with the keyboard. All right. I'll maybe. I don't have nostalgia for this movie. The whole time we were watching, I was like, I don't think I'm ever going to watch this again. But if you have nostalgia for it. <laughs> if it's on. It's on. And the yeah. mummy's not on. Right. <laughs> All right. Who's next? Let's go with Tony. I don't really need to go, but uh, my favorite character's <laughs> Dutch. My least favorite character's Shooter. My favorite line is, what do you like to do for fun? Wiggle and grunt? Me too. My favorite scene, though. Is when the kid is eating at the shelter and he's and he's setting all the forks up. <laughs> and all that. I thought that was pretty funny. And my favorite tertiary object is fireworks. Mm. <laughs> um, I may be it too. Like, uh, it was okay. Um, yeah, it was alright. Elaine, <laughs> uh, my favorite character is Dutch. Uh, my least favorite character. Not very many characters. Yeah, it's really only like five. Well, I mean, it was kind of rough because. Doyle is such a piece a of shit movie. that I kind of wanted to pick him as my least favorite character. But he's not a big piece of shit as Shooter McGavin. So I yeah. did go with Shooter McGavin. It's fine. I'll pick it up. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Um, my favorite line is, you have no plan, do you? 
They have a rough outline. <laughs> That's how I, mean, I run every day. I know, I yeah. I have I a know. rough outline. I felt like <laughs> that, that line really resonated with me because most days I have a rough outline. Yeah. Um, my favorite scene is when they get to the gas station in Tennessee and Dutch sees that there's fireworks <laughs> to when they to the end when they've set up all the fireworks and he gets in the car. Like I love this whole the fireworks segment. It's so delightful. Hmm. Just made me smile so much and laugh and I I find it delightful. Uh, my favorite tertiary object is racy playing cards because That's I a also nice choice. <laughs> I thought everybody was gonna pick that just because they were fucking funny. I forgot um, about him. I told I didn't write notes. <laughs> and um <laughs> I, <laughs> Elaine Yeh's this movie, I there are problems and if you are, you know, twenty five or less, you might not enjoy this movie because there are some glaring things that are just like, Whoa, that's crazy. Not okay. <laughs> and not all the jokes land anymore. But it's there's still enough here that I just think mm-hmm. is fun and delightful that I will happily watch it again anytime. Okay, well, my favorite character is Dutch. Mm-hmm. I know, I hope, I'm glad you're all sitting mm-hmm. down for that. My least favorite character is Doyle. Mm-hmm. Because he's just a shit kid the whole movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. You don't fuck with a man's automobile, okay? Look, there should be... I like mean, that's... Yeah, that is really terrible. That's really bad. Yeah, you don't fuck with a man's automobile. Just, there should be well, no... I mean, you... There should be no trial. Just you could have killed him to people. Death. Yeah. I did appreciate the scene. I almost chose the scene when he comes when they're in the hotel room after the truck driver has left and he's like you could have killed someone yeah and that man you scared him to death and you could have messed up his ability to do his job yeah and you could ruin people's lives because you're having a temper tantrum yeah. he's like mm-hmm. i never thought about it <laughs> uh, my favorite line is you know you might be able to do some damage to the small exclusive group of people that don't that you care about you, but uh, but don't think you raise a wealth on my fanny because frankly, I don't care if you live, die, or grow mushrooms out of your crack. <laughs> uh, my favorite scene is the fireworks scene where he makes fireworks a dick mm-hmm. because yeah. it's, it's pretty Because that's John's done that at least once in his life today. <laughs> and I wasn't in Tennessee, you weren't about it. And my favorite object is the brown belt, <laughs> the high brown belt. He doesn't yeah, say, What do you worry about? You're a high brown belt. Some, there's some funny shit in here. And I'll yay it. I enjoy the movie. Um, I didn't notice how much it kind of abruptly gets not so good at the end, but it powers <laughs> through it. For that, that third last act, scene, third acts are tough. Yeah, that last scene brings it back together. So. I don't think this is the kind of movie that you could remake, though. No, oh, my no. God. I mean, Get out of here. You could, but you'd have to change a lot of it. And, yeah. and Dutch would be very hard to make for audiences to come back around on him. Like, like, when this came out, you're like... He's kind of a dick, but the kid's so bad, you yeah. let it go. Nowadays, it, man, people would fucking have heart attacks. I just like when you're trying to, to teach like kids. This. Yeah. You look at it, you see not way. all the jokes land, and it's kind of, and there's some problems with it, but you're like, it's not something they could update and still have it be a fun, enjoyable movie. Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah, tough. He <laughs> would have been arrested. Can't gender and race swap a yeah. couple of characters and make it. <laughs> they wouldn't have let him in the school. If he mm-hmm. tried to take the kid out of the school against his yeah. will, he would have been arrested. Yeah. Really... Everything he does in this movie would have gotten him today. <laughs> yep. Just about. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Carly. All right, well, you please or <clears throat> find us on facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast. You can email unmoviepodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear you, hear from you. Make Elaine's day and send her an email. And uh, tune in next week.
on the podcast. For Tony's pick? For Thanksgiving. Whoa. Yeah. What'd you pick? Now, <clears throat> oh, here's the thing. You, I did a movie. I picked a movie. But there's like 20 of these. It's called oh. Escape Room Torment of Champions. Now there's there's really at least four of these, and there's really it's really hard to tell them apart. But Tournament of Champions is the one. It has, uh, oh shit, I can't remember her name. The redhead from True Blood and Daredevil, Deborah Ann Wool, is the main okay. character. Right? You look like you. Is it from 2021? Yeah. I do want to say that obviously we'll touch on the last episode. It's not a very long song, but but she says that oh yes, that is one of my favorite Cinderella movies. I also liked that one as my number one, followed by the one where Brandy was Cinderella. Oh yeah, thought I would forget about that. Put in that little bit of Audra report. Well, thanks for that.